Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. As promised, Rage Occasion Women's Head Basketball Coach Gary Broadhead joins us now. Good morning, Gary. How are you? Good morning. How you doing, Scott? I'm good. Um, non-basketball question. Like, what's what's the go-to music for Gary Broadhead? You know, maybe you're on a road trip. You want to take your mind off of things. What are you going to put in and just kind of drift away into song? Oh, man, maybe some Garth Brooks. Uh, what's your favorite Garth song? Uh, uh, the Last Dance or whatever. The yeah. Dance? Oh, yeah. The Dance, yeah. I mean, you want to, guys, should we, yep. do a, should we do a note before we talk hoops, or are you good? <laughs> no, man, I'm not much of a singer, but, man, I love music, man. Looking really back. Do. No, I'm not going to do that. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> uh, so, with, um, you know, the, this this start to the season for you guys, I know that you've you've talked to us about this, um, and, and I, I, it, I won't ask you about it again after today, but now that you've started league play and you guys went on the road and you got to go on the road again, and here that you've been the head coach here, it seems like you guys are on the road to start conference play every year. And when they did the the, the the new schedule, the COVID schedule, if you will, there it is again. You guys on the road again. Do you do you like I guess communicate with the conference office ever and just basically ask them, guys, like what the hell? Yeah, I did. You know, the last couple of years I did and in the spring when we had our spring meetings on Zoom, uh it was brought out uh, to them that and uh, and they fixed it, you know. They actually uh, when the se- when the the uh, original schedule came out, we were home four games and you know away two. So the four first four uh, six games we were at home, and actually uh, we were only playing sixteen conference games for the women. And uh, and so now that meant somebody got nine home games and some 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 got only seven. And we were the one. I mean, we just it was perfect. We had for our first four games at home. We had nine of the 16 games at home and the seven away. I mean, we couldn't have asked for a better schedule. And so I was elated, you know. And uh, and then when they changed it, it just uh, it went the other way. You know, they, went, they added some games for us, uh, for the women, 18. And then so now you're nine and nine to kind of make it fair. You're nine and nine away on, on, on just the west side. But uh, – yeah, being away, it makes it a little different. You know, I'd always like to start with some momentum, you know, especially mm-hmm. coming out of, you know, if you've ever spent uh, New Year's away from home uh, in a hotel, not the, you know, it's not a great situation, but somebody's got to do it, and we've been doing it. <laughs> and and now you guys are back on the road this week heading to Little Rock. Uh, how is, uh, how's Ty Ducey feeling, Coach, and do you expect to have her back this weekend? Yeah, she's a lot better. You know, she was actually able to practice yesterday non-contact, and so she'll be uh, she'll be in more contact today. And then what we're working in, but she uh, she looked good yesterday, and she feels the main thing is she's feeling good now and and kind of ready to go. You know, I, over the weekend it looked like she could have probably played the way she was feeling. She was excited about. Uh, you could tell she missed it, and so that kind of excites me when a kid wants to. You know, hey, coach, uh, can I get the uh, the, the shooter, the, the gun up, and and they're okay, so I can get some shots up this weekend when we get back on Sunday and and Monday. So then you know that a kid wants to play. So that kind of excited me. And you know, we need her. You know, we need her on on both ends of the floor. Gary Broadhead, our guest, ESPN fourteen twenty. You guys certainly are road tested, uh, coach, and 
So many games this year, just close, hard fought, couldn't quite get over the hump on the road, whether it be the game at LSU or, or La Tech. I mean, losing by only three. And then Friday, um, it's, it's a hard fought game. You fall to Texas State, but boy, Saturday, coach, it just seemed like everything. You guys didn't just won. You 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 won big, and and the defense was clicking. All the shots were falling. Did you wake up that morning and just have a feeling this is when things are really going to start coming together? At what point did you know? Okay, today is our day. Not really. You know, I just knew we needed to make some adjustments. I didn't feel comfortable in the Friday game and in our substitution and the way we were doing it. It didn't feel right. It looked like we were putting kids in, in some bad positions and all that. And so going back, and, uh, I mean, we stayed up till late watching film and checking, you know, seeing some of the lineups and how we were guarding. And, man, it, we just looked slow and kind of methodical. And, uh, and you know, we just – it's funny. We got up the next morning, and I had a meeting with Deacon uh, Jones, my associate head coach, and, He's in charge of defense, and first thing I said is, like, we got to change the way we guard these screens. we got to get good at it. And he said, that, I mean, we were saying the exact same thing. So I felt pretty good about it then, you know. I just didn't know it would make that much of a difference to the kids, you know. I mean, they just played with a lot more energy. And then we pressed coming off the bus, you know. I mean, we, were, we started the game pressing, and we never – there might have been two possessions where they just kind of got back when we did some subbing and stuff, and, but we pressed you know, pretty much the whole game. And it could, I mean, we had 27 points off of turnovers. So, I mean, that's a big difference from the night before we had 10. And, you know, so looking back, you know, it's a mistake that I should have, you know, we should have pressed the whole game. But you always worry about, okay, you're playing that Friday and you press the Friday, can you right. handle the Saturday, you know? And so it's going to be something that we'll have to look at and see. But I think our strength and conditioning coach did a great job of getting them in condition because they really look good. They actually look better on the Saturday. I'd love to explore that a little more with you, Coach, because to your point, having to play back-to-back games uh, on the road, you guys have been on the road a lot, and just the wear and tear of the body. You told me before the season started that one of your biggest concerns with this conference schedule, which you know, I, you obviously didn't like that you guys were starting with four games on the road in conference, but you understood why they did what they did, right? They're trying to prevent the the exposure to COVID-19. But your concern was, man, from a health standpoint, what is it going to do to the bodies? Is there going to be an increase in injuries? So, like you said, you guys, I think, what, at Texas State, shoot like 27% from the field. You guys turn them over 22 times when you're pressing, and yet now you go into series and you have to weigh, should we do this both games? Should we try to do it one game like strength and conditioning coach you just gave him a shout out speak a little more on the job that they've done but the job that they're facing this year because it's i would say it probably presents more challenges than any other season ever you know you know scott i think a lot of people don't realize the importance of strength and conditioning these days not only from a conditioning standpoint but from a health standpoint and how they i mean actually they're with the kids more than we are and i mean they just i mean they're trying to teach them that matter of fact we we spend a ton of what we call the whoop, which reads our kids' recovery. You know, they sleep with it, they play with it, and it, it's, you know, it, it, we call it the green and the red and the yellow. If they're in the green from the day before, that means they got a, a lot of sleep. It measures the amount of sleep. So, I mean, it's pretty technical. And so we look at it, you know, and we looked at it from Friday to, to Saturday. Man, a lot of our kids were still in the green, you know, and we were excited about that. That meaning they're getting to sleep, they're eating right, their recovery is 
excellent and stuff. So all those things are important. But if you don't have the right strength and conditioning coach, it's going to be tough this year. I mean, it's tough every year. But, right, you know, and and they have to really buy into the strength and conditioning coach and like him and want to do it because that's not what they come for. They want to play ball. You know, they want to play basketball. So, uh, our guy, man, he's done a great job, Nick, and he's just—he's awesome. And I, I'm seeing it now. You know, I, this is only his second year with us, and I'm seeing the team grow with it. And I think it's important, you know, like just football. You know, but I mean, football is extremely important. But I think it's important in every sport. You know, not only from the conditioning standpoint, but from the health standpoint. Uh, so now that you've done it right um, in terms of of playing two conference games back to back, 4 p.m. each day. Uh, and, and credit to Nick and the strength and conditioning staff. What? How did your team feel physically on the on the ride back to Lafayette? Where are you guys at? And the follow up question I'll just ask now: How does that alter your approach to practice each week? Being that you got a lot of game between, you got a lot of time between, you know, the end of Saturday's game and the next Friday's game, but <laughs> less than twenty four hours between games. So I imagine it changes your approach to practice a little bit. No. Yeah, you know, I think I'm, uh, you know, we're taking a little different approach uh, to the practice. But I, I ride back was fine. You know, when you win, uh, to me, you know, when you they say, you know, you put that fun when you play. But man, winning is fun. Uh, and you know, you could tell. I mean, our kids, they all can sing and they love music. And it was just kind of loud. They slept a while, but then they, that by the time we got to Houston, they were all up again and and you know having fun. And it's just a good group of kids. You know, fun kids and. They, you know, they didn't seem to be too tired, you know, from the starters on. Uh, but we got back at 2 in the morning, and then we had to get tested right after uh, we got back. So we were okay getting tested. And then, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a grind. So we take off, off Sundays, you know. I really believe in not, not doing too much on Sundays. and I think it's their day. And, and then on Mondays, normally we would do a two-a-day. Normally we would come out. I would work them harder during the beginning of the week than the end of the week. And that may be some of the stuff that's helping in conditioning. We'll we'll do a morning practice from ten to to one, and then come back again at three and do get some shots up and stuff like that. So we're actually trying to do two a days. Uh, you know, like today, if if we have a good practice and all that, I'll we'll do our morning practice, and then I'll allow them just to say, you need to make fifty free throws before you leave. If you don't want to do that, then come meet me at three. You know, and so <laughs> they don't want to come meet me at three. So. Uh, so we kind of do that, and as the day, as the week goes on, we kind of taper down and uh, and focus more on. We focus a lot on ourselves uh, till Wednesday, and then the, the you know half of the practice in Wednesday and Thursday is about the other team, about you know a little bit more of the scout and all that. Now we'll watch film today of of us. Uh, we, we you know we're kind of looking at what we get better. You know, I think in the women's game, it's a lot about you can't really worry too much about the other team. It's about what you do and what you can do well and, and, and try to make those adjustments at the beginning of, of the week and then kind of go in the week and hopefully that you know those adjustments work. I have a listener that uh, has an important question. They just emailed me. Uh, Derek says, please ask Coach if they still have victory ice cream this year after a win. Man, they were after me. Uh, you know, they were after me to uh, to dance and give them ice cream. So we did, and because we were kind of rushed, but yes, we. Uh, it's gonna be important, you know. Uh, anybody that wants to uh, donate some ice cream, I got a I got a shout out. Champagne. We did. We uh, uh, in the All Center has provided us with ice cream over and over. So 
anybody that wants to provide us some ice cream would be great, man. But yeah, they they love it, you know, and they deserve it a lot of times. Something that they really like. They like to to get you know, get coached to to kind of go out and and kind of get that. But yeah, we still have we still hey, we would love to have it at the end of the year. Well, you know, if you keep dancing after wins, I think it might happen, Coach. I mean, that's part of it, too. Like you said, they want you to dance. Uh, the Rage Cajuns back in action this Friday in Little Rock. Uh, 6.15 pregame, 6.30 tip on Friday. 1.45 pregame, 2 o'clock tip Saturday. You can hear the action right here on ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. Uh, just quickly, Coach, your thoughts on, on Little Rock and – you know, I think a lot of folks know the history of what they've done in this league, but currently, how do you view them as as the uh, the opponent and what they bring to the table? Well, you know, they're going to bring. I mean, Joe Foley does a great job. Coach Foley's. Uh, I mean, he's got eight hundred and six wins, and you know, he's got three hundred and fifty wins in conference, and so yeah, he's a he's a heck of a coach, and he's going to do the same thing. You know, they're going to defend you. It's going to be an ugly game. It's not great for the the new era fan wants offense, and there's going to be a lot of offense because it makes it tough. You know, they bumped you, they didn't help, and it's very difficult to score, and that's what we're trying to do, too, is the same thing. So it should be a low-scoring game. Hopefully it is, and, and uh, and you know, we'll see if we can press them a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, they, it's going to be a defensive struggle, man. People are going to – I mean, they're going to guard us, and we're going to attempt to guard them. He's got a lot of new players, so, you know, we'll see uh, – Got a player, a transfer from Mississippi State. That's 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 fairly. I mean, she can score. She had 27 uh, this last game. So, you know, we'll see how how we can guard her. And uh, but I think it'll be a battle, a battle of defensive uh, teams. Coach Gary Broadhead has been our guest. My last question, Coach, is uh, about the the NCAA tournament. And I know it's it's a ways away, but from a a women's standpoint, I know how passionate you are about women's basketball and how much of your life you've you've dedicated to growing the sport and seeing the NCAA make the announcement that they're going to play the men's games all in and around Indianapolis, um, you know, the the moneymaker that it is for the NCAA. My first reaction to it was they need to do the same thing for the women's tournament, you know. Um, If if they're going to say safety first and – and folks will have their own opinion if that's what it truly is. But what 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 do you think the NCAA's approach is going to be to the women's tournament? And does it, I guess, align with what you think it should be? Yeah, I think they're going to take the same approach. You know, a lot of times uh, the men are a little bit more advanced than us. They're they're they're, they're you know their committees are operating a little bit at a faster rate and. And, and a lot of times it's kind of a wait and see for us to make sure that it's, we're doing the right thing. And I think that's what's going to end up happening with the NCAA. They're going to put us in the same situation to make sure it's safe because uh, uh, half the people don't know what's, I mean, with this contact tracing and all this stuff that we have to go through for day to day is, is a, it's a changing situation playing two games a week and all that. So I think they're going to look at it and I think they're feeling it already with some of the games that have been canceled. That they're going to need to do this for both, and you know, I think that's what's going to end up happening. Uh, and I think it's the right thing to do, Coach Ben. I, I appreciate the time. Look forward to talking to you more throughout the season. Uh, safe travels to Little Rock. Best of luck. And uh, at some point in the off season, you and I need to go. Uh, once you know, once COVID is behind us, we need to go to a karaoke bar and sing some Garth Brooks. There you go. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that, man. Thank you so much, Scott. Man, go Cajuns. Thank you, Gary. Rage Occasion head women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead.